This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Well, hello and welcome to Passion Church's first online service. So glad you could join us today. We're going to be teaching a series uh, during this uh, particular crisis time that we're all in called No Fear. And uh, today we're going to be talking about winning over the crisis of life. That's the title. So we're kind of introducing this subject today. And of course, we know if you, you know, if you've been anywhere and listening to the news, you know about the global crisis that's going on and all the different things that are happening, the businesses that are closing and all that that's going on. So I I think it's very important that we do not allow fear to control us and to grip us. And so for that reason, uh, we want to talk about winning over the crisis of life in our No Fear series. And in 1 John 5, 4, The Apostle John writes, and he says, This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So the bedrock of all uh, our walk with God through this crisis and even after the crisis is over, of course, it is all about faith in God, faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the bedrock on which we stand. So in winning over the crisis of life, there are several things I think that are important that we need to uh, be aware of and uh, and to look at today introducing this series. The first one is very obvious, but it is keep your head about you. You know, I, I don't know uh, uh, if you've been out shopping or anything during this crisis, especially early on, you saw people, you know, hoarding uh, everything, toilet tissue. I read about one, uh, two brothers that had 18,000 units of the uh, uh, hygiene stuff for your hands, you know, to, to, to keep them disinfected. So, you know, people react in all kinds of ways in a crisis. And, you know, uh, fear can cause you to do some things that are very unproductive. Uh, you know, uh, worry is one of those things that's unproductive. Uh, the binge uh, buying and hoarding that we've seen. All of these are people's attempts to manage their fear. You know, fear is normal. Fear comes uh, to all of us. But it's how we handle the fear that makes the difference. So when fear comes, the key is to remember this. Keep your head about you. Don't get caught up in all the, 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 the pandemonium, uh, all, the, all the worry, all the concerns. Notice here in Proverbs chapter 3, I want to read a scripture there, verse 25. It says, have no fear of sudden disaster or the ruin that overtakes 
the wicked. So, you know, this thing happened. Maybe we didn't see it coming. Maybe some of us did. But all of a sudden, the unknown comes in, and fear always likes to attach itself to the unknown. And, of course, we begin to react in all kinds of ways, and sometimes they're not productive ways. Uh, Jesus said this. He said, don't worry. You know, one of the ways a lot of people manage their fear is that they tend to worry. Uh, They worry about, you know, what's going to happen to me? Am I going to lose my job? Am I going to lose my house? Am I going to get sick? He said, don't worry, trust. So the real key here, one of the keys in managing our fear is trust. We trust in God. We trust in His Word. We trust in His promises. That is what He has called us to do. And the second thing is, is don't think it's strange. You know, some people I know, uh, people want to put all kinds of, uh, you know, uh, interpretations on what's happening. Some people believe it's the judgment of God and, and just all kind of things uh, like that that want to do it. But, you know, Peter said this. He said, don't think it's strange concerning the trial, the test that you're going through. You know, if you read the Scriptures and you look throughout the Bible, you will see that especially uh, all through the church, uh, the time the church has uh, been on the earth for 2,000 years, the church has gone through different things, different tests, different trials, different uh, uh, attacks on it, persecutions, all kinds of things. But you know what? The church is still here. And the church is going to be here after all this has uh, moved on and blown on. So don't think it's strange because of the adversity that's come on you. But trust in God and set your, your faith in Him. And then the other thing is, is don't begin to feel sorry for yourself. Don't let self-pity step in. You know, uh, sometimes, you know, we can feel like, man, it's just, you know, uh, it, you know I, I have the worst situation, the worst set of circumstances. I don't know why, does, you know, why does my family get sick and this family didn't get sick and why am I laid off and they're not laid off? And, you know, we can begin to look at ourselves and analyze and analyze and analyze and we can begin to feel sorry for ourselves. And as soon as you do that, you know, the enemy's going to be right there. And it won't be long before fear is going to grip you along with your self-pity. So the first point is, in winning over the crisis in life, is this. Keep your head about you. Trust. Don't worry. Don't fear. Trust in God. Trust in the love of God. 1 John 4, 18, he says this. He said, he said that the love of God, the perfect love of God, the mature love of God, it casts out or turns away all fear. Just because adversity has come against us does not mean that God has abandoned us or that God doesn't love us. So you trust in God. And that's the first point that we need to make today. The next one is remember who you're fighting. You know, uh, yes, in the natural, we're fighting the coronavirus. We're, I'm sure, you know, governments and, and scientists and researchers and medical people are doing everything that they know to do, and, and that's good. And, 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 you know, and we want to operate and, uh, with good common sense and do the things we can in the natural. But as believers, we understand this, that behind all that, there is an enemy that wants to take advantage that wants to come in and bring fear in. He wants to uh, cause, uh, you know, the church to uh, shut down and to uh, stop in its ministry and all of those kind of things. He wants us to, you know, just kind of get this mentality where, you know, we got to hunker down and just try to get through it and get a cave mentality. But we need to understand this, who we're fighting. Paul said in Ephesians 6, he said, said, our warfare is not against flesh and blood. 
There's a natural side, yes, with the coronavirus. But there's also the spiritual side. And the spiritual side is always greater than the natural side. So we want to, as believers, always add that component. And one of that component of the, of the spiritual side is, is that we can pray. Whenever you're tempted to fear, you can pray. Whenever you're tempted to worry, you can pray. Find a promise of God and begin to pray it out. Begin to speak it out over your life, over your family, over your community, and over our nation. So remember who you're fighting. Take heed to whom you listen. Now, I believe in staying up to date, and, I, and we endeavor to, to stay connected to uh, the news feeds, uh, you know, of our governor, mayor, and the president, and different ones, and we want to stay on top of things. Uh, we want to understand what's going on. But, you know, at the same time, if that's all you listen to, it's going to be hard for you to win the battle against fear. Because you hear about, you know, what's happening in Italy and how many deaths are happening over there and how many cases are in New York and what's happening in locking down uh, Los Angeles or whatever it might be. And if that's all you feed on, it's going to be very difficult for you to overcome and win against fear. So along with keeping up with uh, the current events and what's going on, and I believe in that. But we also need to make sure that the bottom line is, is we're listening to God. Listen to this in Proverbs 4. He says, My son, pay attention to what I say. Tune your ear to my words and do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. The thing that's going to protect you and keep fear from controlling you and controlling your thoughts is that you keep God's Word in your heart. That means that daily you need to feed on it. You know, uh, many of us, are, you know, we're in our homes and, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're obeying those who have the rule over us, who have our safety in mind. And so we're in our homes and, you know, a lot of people are wondering, you know, well, what do I do and what can I do? Well, take some of that time to do exactly what the, the writer here in Proverbs says to do. Get God's Word out and put it into your heart. He said, for they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. And he said, above all else, guard your heart. And that's really a real key right now in this crisis we're going through is to guard your heart. Don't just look at the current events and the news, but get God's Word and feed your spirit every day. Meditate on it. Speak it out. Speak it over your family. Speak it over your life and trust in God. It will keep you uh, steadfast. It will keep your faith strong and vibrant. It will help you to have confidence that even in the midst of this, God is going to supply your need. God is going to bring you through. Uh, God is going to preserve you. God is going to heal you if you need healing. And all the things that we face, we want our foundation to be in God. But that can only be as strong as the Word of God that dwells in you. Paul wrote to the church in his day. They were facing different kinds of crisis and persecution. And he said this, he said, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Listen, Passion Church, let God's word dwell in your heart richly. As you meditate on it, as you speak it out your mouth, you speak it in prayer, you speak it in faith, that word will strengthen your inner man and it will also strengthen your outer man. And even in the midst of crisis, you can have confidence. Then remember this, you know, that we are, are, are battling against a defeated foe. In Colossians 2.15, I want to read this to you. Listen to this. It says, 
And having disarmed the power, speaking of Jesus Christ, and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in the cross. So through the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus, we have victory, even over coronavirus. We have victory over shortages and lack. We have victory, especially over fear that would try to grip our hearts and grip our minds. So remember that we are fighting a fight of faith as well as in the natural, and that the victory is already secured. You know, it, it, it sure creates a, a great deal of confidence when you go into a battle knowing that God already has the end plan for us, and the end plan for us is victory. Remember, we quoted, started this message today quoting from First John. He said, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So it's faith in God, faith in the finished work of Jesus, faith in the blood of Jesus, faith in the power of His Spirit. And that brings me to, to the third point I want to mention today, and that is remember who is on your side. Now, we're battling this, and, you know, the thing about a crisis is that it, hopefully it can, and many times it does, it can bring us all together to focus on what's really important, and all the little things that have divided us and all the little things that we've been snipping at one another about and disagreeing over one another, all of a sudden now we're in the same foxhole. We're all battling the same thing. And so we need to remember that as we're doing that, yes, our brothers and sisters are out there, but first and foremost, remember this, that who is on your side? Uh, you know, the Bible says God is on our side. In Psalms, I want to read the Psalms to you here. Psalms 27, in verse 1. Notice what the psalmist says here. He said, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is a stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? We need to remember that the Lord is on our side. And we do not have to let fear control us and govern us and steal our peace and, and steal, uh, you know, uh, our confidence in our future. We still have a future. We still have a hope because Jesus Christ has defeated the enemy and God is on our side. Remember, He is the stronghold of your life. It's not your bank account. It's not your job. It's not any of the natural things. Thank God for all those things. But no matter what comes and how it affects that, our stronghold and our faith is in God Almighty. It's in the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the one thing that cannot be shaken. So that's where our victory is. The second thing is, remember, the grace of God always abounds in times of tests and trials. You know, the Apostle Paul was not a stranger to tests and trials. In 1 Corinthians, we read a about him, and I'm so glad that God put, you know, uh, not only the victories that these great men and women of faith had in the Bible, but He also put in their struggles so that we could understand. You know what? They're, they were people just like us. They they were flesh and blood just like us. Paul went through his share of trials and tests, and you probably are aware of many of them: the persecutions, the stonings, uh, 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 you, you know, uh, the beaten with rods, uh, left for dead. And he is talking about this in, in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter, or excuse me, 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Let me get over there real quickly. Paul is talking, praying, talking to the Lord about his troubles. And he said, uh, he said, he said, therefore, in order to keep me, 
verse 7, to, from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan, to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. That's the thing we need to remember right now. In this time of crisis, God's grace is sufficient for you. He will cause His grace to abound towards you so that in everything you have all that you need. And He said this, He said, For my power is made perfect in weakness. Wow. My power, God said, is made perfect in weakness. Maybe you're feeling weak. Maybe you're feeling uh, the effects of all that's going on and you feel like this thing is so, so, bigger, so much bigger than you are and, and it's so mysterious and it's just, it just kind of has blindsided everybody. But remember this, what God told Paul is still true for you and I and that is this, that His grace is sufficient for us. His power is perfected when we are feeling weak. So lean into the grace of God during these times. Lean into the the power of God. And remember this, that God's grace is there for you in this time of need. And His grace is always, always sufficient. And then remember this, the greater one that is in us, the Holy Spirit. The Apostle John said this in 1 John 4, 1. He said, greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. So no matter what faces us, whether it's shortages, whether it's, it's the sickness of this virus, whether it's uh, the unknown that, that uh, fears that try to assail us, that the greater one is with us, the greater one is in us, and he can put us over. Paul said this about the Holy Spirit in our life in Romans 8. He said, I'm convinced that nothing can separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. That the power of the Holy Spirit, He helps us even in our infirmities, even in our weaknesses. The Holy Spirit is there, the paraclete, the one who's called alongside to strengthen and comfort, to give us wisdom and direction. He will be there. Lean into the grace of God. Lean in and trust in the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life during these times. It's so important to remember that. And then thirdly, the Word of God in your mouth. We're talking about remember who you're fighting and remember who is on your side. So you have the grace of God, which is perfected in our weakness. It abounds toward us. We have the greater one, the Holy Spirit of God, the third person of the Godhead living in us and anointing us. And then thirdly, we have the incorruptible seed of the Word of God. We know this, that God's Word, He said, will never return back to Him void. It will always release its power and its ability uh, uh, to reproduce, reproduce faith, reproduce uh, courage, reproduce confidence, whatever it is that we may need, healing in our bodies, whatever it may be. In Hebrews 4.12, he says this, he says that, that God's Word is alive. And it's powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword. Take God's Word, fill your heart, and then fill your mouth, and begin to speak that Word out in your prayers. Pray out the Word of God. Just speaking over your life and over your family. Speak the Word of God. It is a powerful thing. God said this in Isaiah. He said, the Word that goes forth out of my mouth, it will not return to me void. So the Word that you speak out from God's Word... You speak it out over your family. You speak it out over your life. You speak it out when you're uh, praying for our community and for our nation. And God said that word is incorruptible seed. It will not return void, but it will accomplish what it's set forth to do. 
Jesus said this. He said, my words, they are spirit and they are life. You know, during this time, we can either speak, you know, all the words of fear and the crisis that is facing people. We can speak the problem. Or we can speak God's Word. We can speak the solution. We can speak what we believe. We can speak about eternal things rather than just the temporary things. So I encourage you, fill your heart with God's Word and begin to use it as uh, a weapon, if you will, uh, during this time of crisis and every crisis that comes along. Find out what God's Word says. We just saw where in Psalm 27 where He says, God is my refuge. Well, that's what you need to be saying. Declare that God is your refuge. He is your strong tower. He is a very present help in time of trouble. Begin to speak God's Word, and you will immediately find that the peace of God that passes all understanding will begin to garrison around your, your mind and around your heart. It will keep you, even in the midst of trouble, it will keep you steady and focused on the eternal things and not just on the problems and the crisis that are facing us. We're talking about winning uh, over the crisis of life today, about keeping your head, remember who you are fighting, and remember who is on your side. Now, I want to close with this, one final thing, and that is this. Uh, somebody has said, said it this way, said that, that fear came knocking and faith answered the door. And I think that's a good way to put it. You know, let faith answer the fears that come knocking on the door of your heart and mind during this crisis. Hey, like I said, we're all human. And fear is going to come at you. There's no such thing as an absence of fear. There's an overcoming of fear. And so when fear comes knocking at your door, let faith answer. And one of the ways we do that is that we act against our fears. Now, I'm not talking about tempting God and doing something stupid, but we act against our fear. When fear comes against you and says, you're not going to make it, you're one that's going to, you're, you're going to get sick, you're, you know, uh, somebody in your family is going to die, whatever those fears are, that's when you immediately act against it by speaking what God says. And God says that he, you know, I'm going to say that God is the refuge in my life. He is my healer. He is my deliverer. He is my provider. Whenever fear knocks on the door, then you let faith answer it by acting against it, speaking words uh, out your mouth, not letting panic set in to you, but keeping your heart and your mind sure. And then also hold fast to your faith in God. Hebrews 10 Verse 23, listen to what it says. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. Here's the thing. God is faithful. If you don't remember anything else in this message, remember this. God is faithful. Whatever he has promised, he will surely do. God, when you, when you wonder, is God with me in this? Is God, will God be faithful in this? Just remember Calvary. If God uh, gave His very best, He delivered up His Son to all of us when we were sinners. The Bible says, how much more now that we are children of God and belong to Him, how much more will He take care of us? Jesus said that, that the sparrows are fed by God daily. And yet, 
He said, they don't worry, they don't toil, they don't have storehouses, but God takes care of them. Remember that God is faithful, and He's going to supply your need. He's going to take care of you. Trust in Him with all your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding in this crisis. Hold fast to your faith in God. And then finally, this one I believe might be one we would overlook, but it's very important, I believe. And that is, count it all joy. Now, notice James chapter 1, verse 2. He said, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature, mature, complete, not lacking anything. You know, I found this out in my experience in life and going through my own personal crisis, just as you've gone through them through the, through the many years that, that I've walked with the Lord. And I found this out that when my faith really grows, when my strength, my faith is really strengthened is when I'm going through a test or trial. I mean, it's easy when everything's going your way. Oh, I believe God. I trust God. And, and we should. But when... The, the difficulties come, when the crisis come, when the problems come, that's our opportunity to hold fast to our faith. And one of the ways that our faith is strengthened and, and can grow is when we count it all joy. Don't let this crisis, don't let fear steal your joy. God is still on the throne. You are still saved. You're a child of God. Heaven is your eternal destination. We're just passing through down here. Remember the things that are eternal. Remember the things that belong to you. And count it all joy, knowing this, that God is faithful, and that through all the tests and trials of this crisis that we face, that He will not fail us. And you know what? What a great testimony if we can go through this crisis, not with a long face, not with wringing our hands, but with joy, with confidence, and with peace. I want to tell you what, it'll be a real testimony to those that may be around you in your family or, or if you're still working, uh, wherever we may go. What a testimony in God. I want to uh, close out by praying for you. There's a couple of scriptures that God has spoken uh, to me for us here at Passion Church that I've shared with you. One of them is from Psalm 91. And I want to encourage you uh, to meditate on Psalm 91, read it out, and speak over it. Now, I won't have time to read the whole thing, but I'm going to base my prayer on a couple of verses here. Notice he said, Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God, in whom I trust. And listen, you need to be saying that. <clears throat> and as we pray here in just a moment, I'm going to be praying this over you and for you and for your family and over our community. And then the other scripture that God uh, uh, gave me for our Passion Church, He said, don't call conspiracy everything that this people calls a conspiracy, and do not fear what they fear, and do not dread it. We don't have to live under uh, the anxiety of fear. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, I thank you right now, and I pray for the Passion family. I pray for each 
one of them, where they're, they're listening to this in their homes or wherever they may be. Father, I declare that they dwell in the secret place of the Most High God. They belong to you. Their life is hidden with Christ in God. Father, I pray and believe and declare that no evil will come near their home. I say, Lord, that you are our refuge and our fortress, and you are our God in whom we trust. Father, I thank you for the preserving power of your grace and your spirit and your strength and your word. Father, may the word of Christ dwell richly in us, claiming every promise for for our deliverance, for our provision, for our peace. Father, we will not fear what the world fears, and we will not dread it. But, Father, we declare we've not been given a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God, I pray over our community and our nation. I pray for a speedy resolve to this crisis. I thank you, O God, for breakthrough. I thank you, Father, that during this time that the grace of God and the peace of God will cover our community and cover our nation, O God. Thank you for wisdom for our leaders and for all those, Father, who are working towards solutions in the natural. I thank you for breakthrough. I thank you for wisdom, Father. And I thank you, Father, that the church will arise in this hour and it will be our greatest hour as we pray, as we believe, and as we declare your word, your deliverance, and your peace over our nation. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, I declare it and believe it. Amen and amen. Well, before we uh, close on our online service today, I want to remind you, you know, during this time, fear can grip us. And one of the things that, that fear can cause us to do is to have this mentality that we're going to hoard. You know, we, we've got to keep everything. We've got to be careful because, you know, there, we might not have enough. There might not be enough to go around. And that can even get a hold of us when it comes to our giving. Don't let fear control your giving in this time. We still have missions, partners that we're partnering with, and, and the ministry of the church still goes on. And I want to encourage you to continue uh, to give of your tithes and offerings. And we, we've made, uh, there are several ways that you can do that. Uh, one is you can go to the church, download the church center app. That's at passionmontgomery.churchcenter.com. If you go to that, you can download, you can give the app there. You can give online by going to our, our mypassion.church uh, website on the Montgomery campus and, and just scroll down to the give. You can give there. And all, also, you can give by text if you want to. Uh, it's churchcenter.com backslash giving backslash text to give. Uh, uh, backslash setup. You can go there and it will set you up. And or you could also just mail in your offering if you want to to P.O. Box 241161, Montgomery, Alabama. If you didn't get all that, you can call the church office at 271 3800 and uh, the church office, Rosie, can, can give you all this information again. So, again, I want to thank you for joining us today with our church service here at. Uh, at Passion Church Montgomery. Listen, let this be our finest hour. Let this be a time when, when people see a difference. You know, in Egypt, when the tests and the trials came on Egypt, it said that, that even though there was weeping in Egypt, that there was light in Goshen. Let the light of the gospel, let the light of the love of God shed, a, uh, shed a, in your heart. Let it control and, and dominate your thinking and your actions. And do not allow fear 
to control you in this time of crisis. Thank you again for joining us today with our online uh, uh, service. We'll see you again here next week. We, we, our plan is that at our regular time, 10.30 a.m., we will be broadcasting the, uh, uh, our online service. God bless you. Stay safe. And above all, let your trust be in God and settle it. He is in control. Amen. God bless you. Have a great week. Got our time pretty close, didn't we? I heard it fall. Didn't see it. Thank you, brother. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.